Hey, what's up? Hello. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we've got big news. You know, no way to uh, dance around it. Luke McAllister has entered the transfer portal. Yeah, didn't see that one coming, but going to talk about that. Um, also going to talk about Travis Bates, the most recent 2022 commit. So Rams coming, Rams going. Going to talk about the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, aka the Los Angeles Bowl, and then uh, very briefly going to talk about CSU volleyball schedule release and CSU soccer hires. Though, if we go long, I may push that back to tomorrow. Before I dive into all of this, it's it's obviously kind of stressful, I think, to be a college football fan in the modern era. There's so much roster movement. But you know where it's not stressful? That is when you are working with Mike and Virginia Chevalier. Guys, they're the best in the business. If you've attempted the process of trying to buy a house in this Colorado market, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's crazy. So let Mike and Virginia take this burden off of you. They will alleviate so much stress and take that worry off of your plate. Their ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with the full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. They have a fun perk right now for DNVR listeners. If you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia are proud DNVR members, they're CSU alums, and they're going to work night and weekends to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com or give my my guy Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or again, you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, Luke McAllister, he has entered the transfer portal to the dismay of CSU fans. You know, everybody's shocked. I'm getting lots of tweets, you know, at Justin T. Michael Y. You know, what the hell? What's going on? And, you know, I was surprised. This definitely caught me off guard, not something I would have seen coming this early. Now, I will say I don't think it's shocking. And and that's one of the things I wrote about in my, you know, brief little profile that that's already up. Go check it out if you're a DNVR member. And it's that, you know, there's obviously just been so much change since he started originally being recruited to CSU. He was a Bobo commit originally. Obviously, they moved on. You know, Bobo's no longer in the picture. Ronnie Letson's no longer in the picture. Comes in, reaffirms his commitment under Steve Adazio. And Joey Lynch, who, you know, he was pretty tight with. I've had Luke on the podcast a couple of times and he would always rave about Joey Lynch and the effort that, you know, Joey Lynch put out there to kind of get to know him, to, you know, recruit him, make him feel at ease about his commitment to CSU, all of that stuff. And, you know, Joey Lynch is even no longer in the picture as he decided to move on to Vandy, where he's their quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. So interesting situation all around. He you know, Luke McAllister was on campus this past spring as a gray shirt, the second gray shirt to already decide to transfer out Lathan Adams, three-star cornerback out of DeSoto, Texas, also transferring out. Um, if there's any big t- takeaways there, it's it's definitely concerning that you're probably your two most coveted commits 
both came onto campus early and both have already decided that CSU is not the right fit for them. Now, what does that mean? I, you know, it's tough to say. There's a lot of different ways people could go with it. Conspiracy wise, obviously, the easy thing to do is to just rag on Adazio, the coaching staff, say they're not doing a good job. You know, maybe these guys just got here and it just didn't feel right. I mean, who knows? You know, people could be transferring for a lot of reasons. You kind of doubt homesickness, at least with McAllister, just given that he's a Colorado kid. That could have been the, you know, could have been the case with Lathan Adams. But, you know, what I have told is it, what I've been told is it was just not the right fit. And so he's going to pursue elsewhere. And in the end, I, I could kind of see it being best for both sides. Now, I imagine I'll probably take a little bit of criticism for this take, and it just depends on how you interpret it. But with the expectations that were being placed on Luke McAllister from basically day one, he was anointed, you know, the savior of CSU football, the, you know, Messiah, the guy that's going to come in and, and fix everything, make him relevant again. He's talking trash to CU fans online. He's, you know, leading a group chat and, and, trying to convince other commits to sign with CSU. And because of that, it made him be loved, you know, immediately. And obviously being a local superstar helped his cause as well. The problem with those expectations is they're almost impossible to live up to. I mean, in the eyes of CSU fans, this kid was going to come on campus, you know, potentially start from day one. I saw a lot of tweets like that. You know, I thought from, you know, Ram fans saying like, I thought he was going to be, you know, in the mix as a starter this fall. And to me, I mean, I, I've tried to say on the podcast throughout, it was it was never going to be a freshman this fall. I mean, that was made pretty clear by Adazio and company throughout spring ball. You know, they've, they have made their commitment to Todd Santeo, at least in the early portion of this season, pretty solid. Um, but I mean, even moving forward, it was no guarantee that McAllister was going to be the guy they signed. Chance Harris out of New Mexico and Evan Olays out of Nevada, both in the same class as McAllister. They brought in Jonah O'Brien, an Eastern Illinois transfer. Obviously, they brought in uh, Matt Vilecki, the Boston College transfer. You know, I mean, they've brought in quite a few guys to compete for that position. It's clear that Adazio values that, you know, that QB competition mold. He's not going to just, you know, kiss the ground that somebody walks on and, you know, be like, you're the guy, here's the keys to the program. You know, he wants you to earn it. And and I'm not, this isn't a criticism of Luke. This I'm not coming on this podcast to rag on him and be like, he didn't want to compete. I think at the end of the day, just saying this isn't the right fit is a very fair opinion to have. I mean, you got to assess things and do what's best for you at the end of the day. All I'm trying to illustrate is that, you know, it wasn't a given that he was going to be you know, the guy or, you know, the starter next year or, you know, even the year after, just given the amount of quarterbacks that they've they brought in just since Adazio came into the picture. They obviously just picked up another commit in Jake McNamara for the 2022 cycle. He's a three-star quarterback with a lot of hype, an elite 11 guy, you know, so there's, there's going to be a lot of guys that come in and get a shot at that position. And, you know, ultimately, who knows, who knows, you know, what determines whether it's the right fit for McAllister or not. It could just be a him and Adazio don't, you know, vibe kind of thing. It could be him and John Budmeyer, the new offensive coordinator, don't mesh. It could just be, you know, the this isn't the offense that he was originally being recruited to run. I mean, obviously Bobo had no issues, you know, airing it out when he had to. I still think 
Bobo at his core wanted to lean on the run game. And we saw that especially early when they had Dalen Dawkins to lean on. And, you know, obviously going back to what he did as the offensive coordinator at Georgia, I mean, Bobo understands the value of a run game. It's not like he's one of those guys that at his core wants to air raid and, and throw it 60 times a game, Mike, Mike Leach style. But he did show, you know, when they have a roster that favors that style of offense, he was willing to spread it out a little bit more. He did so for Patrick O'Brien. And obviously, you know, they, they weren't scared to put the ball up in the air. You don't, you don't get the nickname wide receiver you and send all these guys to the next level if you're, you know, a ground and pound type football team. And, you know, Adazio, he's a little bit more of a meat and potatoes approach. Uh, control possession, you know, play quality defense, eat the clock up, rush the ball for four or five yards a carry and just kind of dictate the physicality and and trying to win games that way. And, you know, I I think you can win that way. I think it's really hard to consistently in the modern game, just given that the way the rules favor the passing offense, I think it makes a lot of sense. And just given how creative these offenses have become, I mean, you look at some of the best defensive minded coaches of all time, Nick Saban being one at Alabama, they've completely shifted the way that they play football down there because you have to be able to score. I mean, you can't consistently hold a Clemson under 20 points. You know, you're not going to consistently hold these Florida offenses of the world, Texas A&M, Georgia, you know, if it's a different era. It's more like holding them under 30 points gives you a chance to win. And you got to put those 30 points on. And it's a little bit tough to do that when you play a, a ground and pound approach. I, I just think the game has changed a little bit, but we'll have to see how it all plays out. You know, it's going to be interesting to see the direction of this, this football program moving forward. You know, I'm not, I'm not completely bashing it again. I, I do think you can win football games that way. And I think we're going to see a much more disciplined approach from CSU under Steve Adazio. I just wonder if they're going to have the offensive firepower to keep up with the, you know, Boise States of the world with the Nevadas of the world. Sure. They're going to be disciplined and they're going to be in it and they're going to be competitive. But if you, you know, if you go seven and five, because you're getting outscored by the high potent passing offenses all the time, it's, it's going to be a little bit frustrating for the for the fans. So I don't know. There's a there's a lot of layers to this. You know, I'm trying not to be overreactionary because I think we got to see how it plays out over time. Again, like this could be a situation where it works out best for both sides. Could be a situation where Luke McAllister goes elsewhere and lights it up in an elite passing offense and Ram fans are, you know, stuck looking out the window like what could have been. All of these things are possible. I guess, you know, my my final thoughts on the situation, I think the timing of it was definitely surprising. I wouldn't have expected him to already transfer out just given how much he was hyping up CSU, you know, throughout the last year. And again, you know, things can change quickly. I'm not I'm not doing this to to harp on him and I wish him well. I'll be rooting for his successes elsewhere. He was always you know, really good to me throughout high school in terms of, you know, giving me availabilities, come on the podcast a couple of times. We talked about his, you know, very public fight to have uh, the state of Colorado play high school football and the pandemic. He was a big proponent of that, a big voice for high school athletes in Colorado. I thought that was cool of him. And, you know, again, you know, you got to let these guys do what's best for them at the end of the day. And I think most Ram fans get that. I don't think we're going to see a ton of nastiness or anything like that. Um, 
but I do get why, you know, some CSU fans will be frustrating too, you know, just keeping it real. It's, it's disappointing when you see somebody that's at least on the surface, so committed to CSU saying everything that you want to hear. And then, you know, kind of dip in this soon. It's, I don't want to compare him to Mel Tucker, but it's just that same, same type of emotional reaction. You know what I mean? When somebody's like, no, I'm in it. I'm a hundred percent committed to you. And then they kind of sneak out the back door, but it's obviously it's, it's a different scenario. And all I'm trying to say is I understand why CSU fans are frustrated about this situation. I understand why they might be skeptical of the coaching staff after this has happened, especially given that Lathan Adams also transferred out. But we knew that Adazio was going to be more of an old school coach. You know, we knew his approach wasn't going to be for everyone, especially some of the younger guys. You know, you worry about the potential of the program moving forward a little bit because of that. Is he going to be able to connect with these, you know, younger players? Or is he always going to have to rely on some of these veteran transfers that are maybe just a little bit more used to tough coaching? We'll see. I mean, different strokes for different folks. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, if you will. But I, I don't know. It's, it's just a surprising day. I'm in a whirlwind. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of process through this with you guys as I get on this podcast. I had a completely different podcast plan for today, but when news like this drops, you obviously kind of have to shift everything and, and talk about this. I'm going to move on for now. I mean, I'll obviously, this will be something that I talk about on the podcast, you know, I'm sure throughout the off season, especially once we learn where McAllister ultimately ends up. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up at a, another D1 school, you know, like a Pac-12 school. Wouldn't surprise me if he ended up at a, you know, a program like a smaller program in Texas or something like that, where they really lean on the air raid. Um, you know, we saw that recently with McCaffrey ending up at Rice. A lot. Of, I mean, he could end up at a junior college just because, you know, like I said, he only had the one offer from CSU because he committed so early. Maybe he goes to a junior college, puts some, you know, more stuff on film and gives him an opportunity to just get that better exposure. There's there's a lot of different ways that this could go. Um, but ultimately, we're just going to kind of have to see how it plays out. You know, you don't want to be too overreactionary on on day one and then say this is the end of the world. The sky is falling. They obviously have more quarterbacks on the roster. It's not. I mean, I think they were in a worse situation a couple of years ago when Colin Hill got hurt and then, you know, Patrick O'Brien decided to transfer out too, but we'll just, uh, we'll have to see. That's, that's all I can say. I know that's not anything super insightful or anything like that, but sometimes that's just the case. You know, you don't necessarily always have to have a hot take on a situation. We just kind of got to have to see what happens. All right. I'm, like I said, I'm going to move on. I'm going to talk about the uh, most recent 2022 commit. I'm going to talk about the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Before I do, though, I want to shout out the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, it is America's favorite sportsbook. I love using DraftKings because it is easy for new bettors, plenty of instructions, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends, my family, everyone has been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer that they've got going. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right, pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. DraftKings also has great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, so much more all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. 
so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. All you got to do is bet the best bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they win, you'll claim $100 in free credits. That's with the promo code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Wagers paid out in site credits, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Solace Meds. That's right, we have partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals with. You might need to hit up Solace Meds after this most recent McAllister news. They have four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. They've got some banging deals the entire month of June. Here's a little taste of what you can get look forward to. 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 20% off all Awana tinctures and tarts, 20% off all mountain select rosin and cartridges, 20% off all Keef Cola, 25% off all Dixie products. My man Eric Weedham, aka D-Line, absolutely swears by those Dixie products. They're also doing some weekly vendor pop-ups in June. If you head into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code as well. That's the Wheat Ridge location of Solace Meds. Head in, mention the code DNVR20, you're gonna get 20% off your entire order, plus a free Solace Bar or King Cone. That's absolutely incredible. You're literally losing money if you don't take advantage of that. All of these amazing deals you can take advantage of and get 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Just head to their website, view their menu, order online, and pick up at your convenience. That's S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. Purchase from there. Use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire order. There's no better way to support DNVR than to support our partners. We love them. We love you. We're trying to get you some of the best deals in town. Hit up Solace Meds and use DNVR20 for 20% off your entire order. All right, we will get back to the podcast in just a second. Before we do, though, got to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. If you listen to the Draft Pod, which is available right here in your DNVR Rams feed, also publishes in the Broncos feed and the Buffs feed, you can find it on the website. It is everywhere. We're about 10 months, yeah, 10 months from the draft, but draft season never ends here at DNVR. We're checking out Heisman favorites. We're talking about national championship contenders, all of that fun stuff. With that in mind, we are going to pick a conference winner for today's DraftKings Pick of the Week. And with, I think we're going to go down to the Sun Belt. You know, Louisiana Lafayette, they have been really good under Billy Napier the last couple of years. You can get them at plus 125. They're actually the betting favorite. But I love that, man. They've been a top 25 team perennially. Reportedly, Napier turned down the Auburn job, which is kind of crazy. But that kind of shows just how good he imagines this roster can be this year. They're the favorites over Coastal Carolina and App State. It's kind of those three that run the conference. But uh, lock it in. That's the DraftKings pick of the week. Louisiana Lafayette to win the Sun Belt, a.k.a. the Fun Belt, a plus 125. All right. Well, it's it's not all bad news for CSU Rams fans. The program picked up their second commitment on the defensive side of the football for the 2022 cycle. Travis Bates, he committed to the Rams earlier this week. Six foot three, 250 pound defensive lineman 
uh, thus far the largest commit for CSU's 2022 cycle. He posted, no place I'd rather be with a committed graphic, which was, you know, made for him from the CSU athletic department. Shout out to those recruiting guys, by the way. They, the, uh, the people grinding behind the scenes, creating those graphics. A lot of my good buddies, they don't get the love that they deserve. But uh, people like that, the creatives, they're some of the backbones of the program. I mean, all of that stuff matters big time in, in 2021. You know, the, the graphics, the swag, all of it. You know, you can roll your eyes and be like, that doesn't play out on the field. But ultimately, you're trying to, you know, land talent. Recruiting is the lifeblood of your program. And helping win them over with those graphics is a big part of that. Tomble, excuse me, Bates out of Tomble High School in Tomble, Texas. Um, their stats aren't updated on max preps, which is always super, super annoying. Um, if you have a if you have a kid that plays high school sports, if you want them to get exposure, bug your school, bug your coaches, make sure they're updating max preps. It's a great resource. I mean, it's free; anyone can go on there, but. Unfortunately, a lot of teams are are not great about it. I get it. You know, these coaches, they dedicate so much of their time already, much of them for very little compensation. But it's a it's a big, big resource. And it makes it so that people like me can talk about them accurately, you know, when they announce where they're going. Well, he doesn't have his stats posted on Max Preps. He has got a couple of highlights posted on Huddle. Look, man, it's a small sample size. I always you know, I want to emphasize that we kind of got to take huddle stuff with a grain of salt because, you know, you're only going to put your best plays on huddle. You know what I mean? You could, if you had 10 good plays all season and 90 bad ones, you would put those 10 plays on huddle and you might look pretty good if that's all we saw. That said, he's got about a five minute video, which is enough of a sample size to make me feel a little bit better. You know, his athleticism, his pursuit skills look really good. A guy that you know, appears to chase down running backs pretty well. Uh, I like the way he uses his hands. He's he's really aggressive with his hands, appears to be, you know, an above average athlete uh, plus strength. One of the things that jumps out to me is he does a good job of getting his hands engaged, getting them on the offensive lineman before they're able to engage him and secure that block. That's a big factor. I mean, if you can do that, if you're quicker, if you're faster and stronger, that's a really hard combination. He's a multi-sport athlete, also plays basketball. You know, again, his his stats are not listed, but I like that just in terms of his overall athleticism. You know, NFL scouts time and time again say it's best to not specialize, that they like athletes that are more well-rounded, that participated, you know, in track and wrestling and basketball and football. All of that stuff, it just helps you develop other muscles that you wouldn't necessarily do, helps prevent burnout. And on top of that, I think it's really good for you know, his footwork, his lateral quickness, and, you know, his kind of ability to move side to side. So overall, a pretty encouraging recruit. Like, you know, there's not a whole lot of information out there on him. Um, Penn is his only other offer listed on 247 Sports. But we will see, you know, how his season progresses. Ultimately, he kind of looks like a a diamond in the rough type commit, participated in a CSU camp recently. Those camps seem to be a, a big deal. You know, they're beneficial. I talked about that, you know, before. It's it's good to see the recruiting process getting back to just a little bit of normalcy. You know what I mean? I think it's really hard for coaches to evaluate talent based solely on what they're seeing online. They've got to see them in person with their own eyes. They've got to establish those relationships. And so it's just good to see the the camps. I mean, that's how you find some of these under the, 
under the radar type guys, guys that, you know, don't necessarily jump out on paper, but then you get them on camp, you see the way they move and you're like, damn, this kid can move a little bit. I think we can do something here. So really, really beneficial. And uh, congrats to Bates on his commitment to CSU. You know, hopefully he ends up coming, you know, uh, a verbal only means so much before somebody signed their NLI. And with everybody being able to transfer so much, even then, you know, your your word doesn't mean what it used to. I guess I'll say that. I'd, I'm not trying to be like one of those old guys that's, you know, anti-player movement, because I think players deserve that same right, especially players that haven't committed. But, you know, again, I also roll my eyes a little bit at the the lack of commitment that so many of these recruits end up displaying in the long run. All right, I'm, I'm losing my voice a little bit, so I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to talk about the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl, which will take place on December 18th, formerly the Las Vegas Vegas Bowl, now the LA Bowl, did not happen in 2020 due to COVID. So we will get the first official one at the Rams slash Chargers new stadium this year, December 18th, 2021. We'll feature the number one available Mountain West team versus the number five Pac-12 team. I will say, you know, obviously in in a perfect scenario, if you're the Mountain West, you get a team in a New Year's Six Bowl or potentially an expanded playoff, depending on what happens there. And then you get your runner up and then in this one, and and that would obviously be best case. But if not, it's an opportunity for the Mountain West to square up against the Pac-12. A lot of thoughts. I mean, I think it's objectively hilarious that a team will be celebrating an appearance in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. I mean, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Just think about it. But at the same time, if you're, you know, getting furious about this and being like, oh, the Mountain West is pathetic. Does it really matter? Like, does it really matter who the corporate sponsor of the bowl game is? At the end of the day, I mean, it's it's the Mountain West versus the fifth best Pac-12 team. You know, only the diehards are watching that type of bowl game anyways. And beyond that, I'd argue, like, it's never really mattered. When CSU made the Las Vegas Bowl in 2014, It was sponsored by Royal Purple, not Crown Royal or something cool. Royal Purple, like the oil, you know, the oil producer or whatever. So at the end of the day, like, it's just a brand. Kimmel's a UNLV alum. So I think it's kind of cool that a Mountain West alum is sponsoring a Mountain West Bowl. I, I like that. You need Mountain West alums like him that, you know, have a little bit of shine on their name to rep the brand. That's obviously always good. It makes sense, given that it's in Los Angeles. Jimmy Kimmel, one of the biggest shows based in L.A. I don't know. You know, I I feel like there's a decent chance for exposure there. It's silly, sure. But basically all sponsors for bowl games are. And (laughs) is it worse than, you know, the Valermo Bowl or whatever, or Alamo or, you know, Walgreens or whoever else they would have gotten? I don't know. I really don't. Like, I get that it looks a little bit silly. But when you really think about it, it really comes down to just like, who cares? That's kind of where I'm at at this point. I like the December 18th date. You know, it's a little bit early. But I think you could get more eyes on it because of that. You know, December 21st, December 22nd. If you're competing with a bunch of random bulls, how many eyes are you drawing in? This, you know, you're probably going to be one or maybe two bulls happening then. Gives the players and coaches a chance to be home with their families for the holiday. I mean, I prefer I prefer Vegas to Los Angeles any day of the week. 
but it's a cool opportunity for them to play in the the NFL stadium. Obviously, they've got a gorgeous new uh, facility in, in SoFi Stadium out in Los Angeles. I would love to cover a game there. It's relatively affordable to go out to Los Angeles. I mean, there are there are a lot of benefits there, but I did think it was hilarious when I saw Jimmy Kimmel was a sponsor. I'll admit, I it gave me a good chuckle. I was just a little surprised to see the reaction being so negative against it, just because, like I said, at the end of the day, does it matter what random corporate sponsor you throw on? Is it worse than Gildan? Is it, you know, worse than the potato bowl or whatever, you know? Who cares? At the end of the day, all these bowls are more or less obsolete other than the fan bases that are attending them, you know, like if unless it's your school and the bowl, nobody really cares. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, the expanded college football playoff is just going to make the bowls even less relevant. So at the end of the day, like it is what it is. It's still an opportunity for an extra game. It allows you to practice for another month. And I'm always a fan of more football. I get that most of these bowls, they they don't matter like they used to. But I'm a college football guy through and through. I'm a college football purist. I love it. And so I'll I'll never be in favor of. or I'll, Yeah, I'll never be in favor of completely eliminating bowls. I just I like watching two seven and five teams battle it out on a Tuesday night and, you know, Tucson, Arizona, like. What else am I going to watch? I'm a college football guy. So that's where I'm at. That's my thoughts on the situation. I will talk about this Luke McAllister situation more in the coming days. Obviously going to be talking plenty of recruiting. And I can't wait to start previewing the 2021 season. It's going to be here before we know it. Less than 100 days till college football is back. And I I don't know about y'all, but I cannot wait. Now's a perfect time to become a DNVR member. Remember, if you subscribe, you can get a free t-shirt, including our six CSU shirts. Doesn't have to be. You can pick any shirt that you want. But with the season coming up with an opportunity to rep the Rams in Canvas Stadium in person, I mean, don't you want to be rocking that green and gold Border War shirt when you go up to La- to uh, Laramie this fall with the boot and the CSU G? God, Eric just does such a good job with those designs. Uh, beyond that, you know, you get access to all of our quality premium content video breakdowns, written articles, everything else, access to the DNVR Discord, which is a members-only lounge for DNVR subscribers to talk about whatever, all the different teams. We've got channels for it. We've got skiing channel, you know, movies, TV shows, video games, you name it. It is a place to hang for DNVR members. All right, that's all I've got for today. Hope everybody stays safe out there. Much love. Stay cool, too. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be